right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean, the Irishman King. What's up, everybody? Sean, what are we doing here? What's, what's... Yeah, today we're going to talk about uh, a small hero. I like what you did there. <laughs> Little guy. The, the underdog, guy. we yeah. should say. <laughs> the guy who's always been looked over. You know what I mean? Until He's, he gets uh, big. That's true. He did do a lot of growth in this movie. Yep. Ah. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> that was cheesy. So we're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the Wasp. Sting. <laughs> uh, before we do that, though, let's, uh, let's talk about some other stuff that's going on in the comic book world. You know, let's, let's, let's put on our cape and uh, dive into some, some news or what have you. Uh, first off... What are they doing, man? Like, so the, this Joker movie, this Joker origin movie is happening. They've casted the lead uh, role. It's not Jared Leto. Which I'm happy about because I didn't like him as Joker. Yeah, I know you hated him. Uh, it's Joaquin Phoenix, I think. It's either Joaquin or Joaquin. I, I, I think it's Joaquin. I think it's Joaquin as well. I'm not super familiar with him. Like, I've heard his name before, but I couldn't name anything he's been in before. I feel like I've seen him in movies, but I also can't, like, name it. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure about the actor himself, but in general, though, should they be doing this? We kind of talked about this before. Like, we had a whole episode about this, but it's actually happening now. Like, do you think they should really be doing this, or is it like a mistake? I don't know. You know what? DC needs to do something different, and this is different. The Joker, I mean, arguably is one of the biggest characters in the DC universe, right? He's probably... Yeah, like hero or villain. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's, he's probably... He's the biggest villain. Yeah, I'd say that for sure. Um, I mean, when we talked about it before, it gets complicated with the Joker because a big part of the Joker is like you don't know his origin. That's like a big part of his like character. You don't know how he got like this. So right. a whole movie dedicated to how he got to the way he is kind of goes against a lot of things you see in the comic books. Yeah, I know a lot of people are a fan of that, right? They like the idea of here's this complete madman, this psychopath who, you know, has these motives and the and this this morale and like these these values he holds so dear, but we have no idea how he truly became to be how he was. The closest thing we ever got to like a true definitive origin was the Killing Joke storyline, which we've, we've talked about before. Did we review that movie? On we did. Here, on here? Okay, yeah, we did. That's what I thought. Um, but now... You know, I don't know if we ever put that one out. We did a podcast about it. Yeah, I know we recorded about it. I don't know. I don't remember if we... Yeah, there was, there was a couple episodes to be recorded and we didn't release. And that might be huh, one of them. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, so do you like the idea of them doing a movie like that? You think they're going to go the route of like the killing joke? Well, from my writers, they're going to take inspiration from the killing joke and they're going to take inspiration from what's it called? The last laugh or something like that. Okay. Um, but who knows what they're really going to end up doing. Um, this is my thing, right? Is, are they going to take like this character and then they're gonna make us understand like why he's the way he is is that the route they're gonna go and then we're almost gonna you know sympathize with the joker um which i mean it could be cool it could also be not be cool because you think about it i mean this this character is gonna grow up to kill hundreds of people right yeah that's, um that's true i mean he was uh what is it uh the animated movie with the older Batman, what's it called? Is it Dark Knight? Is that what it's called? The Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. I was just watching it. I've seen that movie. I saw it when it first came out, but I was just watching a clip of it the other day. And uh, it's the part where they put the Joker goes onto a night show and the, the host goes, oh, yeah, yeah. 
you've killed over 600 people. That's a lot of fucking people. That is that's true. Now you're right. We never posted that episode. We did record it though. Yeah, it exists somewhere. Remember yeah, where they said one day? Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, do, I don't. You're right about DC. Definitely needs to do something different because what they've been doing hasn't been working. My whole thing is, so you know, there's been rumors. Number one, that a they got a new like head of like the DC right. like, cinematic universe, right? And um, the rumor is that he basically walked into the room and was just like just almost completely just scrapped everything they were gonna do and was just like yeah we need to redo most of this stuff like it's just not gonna work it's just like uh the batman movie they're supposed to come out which is called the batman yeah um from the last i've heard is it's definitely not gonna be ben affleck because this guy wants a young batman which would make sense i don't know how interesting it would be to keep seeing an old batman right it's just Okay. Yeah, we've seen him a couple times. All right, we get it. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to keep keep seeing that. But um, yeah. Look, I'm still I'm still like optimistically um excited to see. Not optimistically. My bad. <laughs> I am uh, hesitantly optimistic to see uh, Aquaman. Uh, they just released the new photo of like he's gonna be riding like a sea dragon or something which i think looks pretty cool um other than like you know versus like he's normally riding like a seahorse so he has like a a chariot that has a couple seahorses or something like that so i think it's pretty dope that they're at least doing that i think that could be cool the fact that we're gonna have a superhero movie that's based completely underwater like that's definitely different so you know i'm like i said i'm i'm hesitantly excited um but I don't know, man. If this, like, I, I feel like if this doesn't work, then something has to just, like, they have to do kind of like what that guy, like, they got to just start over. Like, they got to just start from scratch. I feel like that makes it confusing with this movie, too, is if they're going to come out this movie and then is this the only Aquaman movie we'll see? And then they're just going to start over and... Yeah, at this point, everything's confusing because they're still doing the Shazam movie, too. And it's like, what is that tying into? Is it just right? And you know, they they were saying that the idea, I guess, the new idea they came up with at Warner Brothers is that they're they're gonna stop trying to focus on moving forward. They're gonna stop trying to focus on building a universe like Marvel did. It's just gonna be more so like they're just gonna focus on individualized movies that don't necessarily tie into other DC movies, but just do that, which I think is a great idea. I think they need to just focus on getting a solid foundation of good movies. And then maybe later down the line, you can think about building a universe off of it. But that was the problem in the beginning. You know, you got to think Marvel had been doing like DC jumped in at Marvel's like year eight or something like that. Right. Trying to build like a universe. And it's like, dude, it's just like, it's, you're rushing this. Like, it's not going to work. Like, we got two movies and then we got Justice League. See, man, if they took the Dark Knight trilogy and then they built upon that universe with the other heroes... That would have probably been a probably lot better. probably would have worked. Yeah. Or at least been a lot better. If they could have kept Christopher Nolan on board and maybe had him direct, like, a Superman movie, uh, an Aquaman movie, maybe not necessarily all of them, but at least had him a part of it. I think that definitely could have worked, but that's not what he wanted to begin with. Right. So, you know, it's, it took a lot of convincing for that, but <laughs> I don't know, man, we're going to see this Joker movie regardless. Cause we're going to have to podcast about it, but I don't, I don't know if I'm, I, I couldn't say I'm excited to see it. It's like, I want to be excited for it just cause I love the Joker as a yeah. character. But then it's just like, man, it, it could be, it could be, it could be amazing, but it could also be, be garbage oh it could be complete garbage but i don't know man we'll see we'll see the other thing dc has going on is you know this whole streaming service that they're doing and uh, ahead of comic-con san diego comic-con which is this weekend we've seen like a few um photos from the new titans show which is the show that's going to be about the teen titans you know what? honestly i'm probably more excited for that than i am about that joker movie because <laughs> it's just yeah. something different you know what i mean like we haven't seen kids in the dc universe yet um 
So that's that's pretty exciting. Like, and arguably DC does a much better job with their TV shows than they do with their movies. So to think that this is going to be a TV show is going to be centered around teenagers. You know that that, and not only that, but like, I love the Teen Titans. I love the kid the the show when I was a kid. So to see it in live action, like that's pretty exciting. We're gonna have some of the some of the faves. We're gonna have Robin. We're gonna have Raven, Starfire, Beast Boy. We're gonna get a couple extras like Hawk and Dove. Like so, you know, it's pretty it's pretty exciting. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. Um, you know what I kind of like about it too is the fact that it's gonna be on the streaming service and not like on TV. You know what I mean? So they're not really like. They have to follow a certain set of rules or anything. It could be a little bit darker. It could be a little bit more violent because it's not going on, you know, TV. It's something they're just going to be able to stream. I uh, I was actually reading the other day that they they plan to have Superboy in season two of the show. Like, that's really what their plans. Like, they're really trying to cast for him. So what's cool is, like, you know how we've talked about before. Like, I love Young Justice. Right. And it kind of seems like they can slowly start developing that Young Justice team. And That's true. That'd be super entertaining. Because we are getting a Young Justice season three. Dude, when is all this supposed to be taking place? That's probably what's it's frustrating me the, the most. the end of this year. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I think it's, like, Damn, I think it's like December. Like it's really like the end of the year. Yeah, because I'm like, when is when is all this supposed to be happening? Because they keep talking about it, but what's going on? Um. So yeah. So we switching to Marvel. We got the title for the new Spider-Man movie. We did. Uh, Far from home. Far from home. Yeah, apparently they're gonna spend a good time. Like I guess it's like. They're going to go on like a school trip or something like that to like Britain or whatever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess they're sticking with the theme of naming the Spider-Man movies based on like what's actually going on in the movie. Like we had Spider-Man Homecoming and it was literally doing like the homecoming dance. Right. And now we got Spider-Man Far From Home and it's literally he's going to be far from home. It's not just like, <laughs> a, just like a title. The rumor is that the villain is going to be Mysterio. Which I'm excited for. I like Mysterio. I know a lot of people who like Mysterio, but I don't know. I guess I've never been a huge Mysterio fan. Like, just, I remember liking the Mysterio a lot when I was like watching the cartoon as a kid. Okay, I mean that's understandable, and I, I I feel like that's where a lot of the a lot of that stems from of people liking Mysterio, not necessarily from the comic books, from like the TV shows and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean the 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 title seems fine. Like I said, it's. Very literal, right on the head, right, of he literally is going to be far from home. Um, we also know for sure now, Sony announced that uh, the Venom movie will not be a part of the MCU at all. Because originally there was rumors that Tom Holland was spotted on set, that it might loosely tie into the MCU, but now we know that it doesn't. I guess Sony is still trying to create this, like, Spider-Man universe with all his villains, which is again insane because you don't actually have the hero for all these villains. But whatever. Right. See, I heard that they're gonna wait and see how well these movies did. That how and like how like, well if Venom they were did doing good, then they'll tie it in. But if they don't, if they do terrible, they won't tie them in. Because they can. I mean, they could have a Venom movie and not, you know, not provide any type of Easter eggs in it, and we could just not know if it exists in that universe or not. Right. But then again, that's that's something I feel like is stupid. Like a Joker movie without Batman is one thing because the Joker is such a complex character and everything. But a Venom movie without Spider Man to me seems silly. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. I agree. We talked about that before. It just, it just seems real dumb. Yeah. And the previews so far look stupid. Like I'm not excited. Uh, yeah, I haven't by been excited by anything. I think the actual um like the Venom it would be CGI, I guess, looks it looks cool, right? It, it looks very much like Venom. Like they definitely didn't hold back. He's got the he's got the sharp teeth. He's got the big mouth. He's got the long tongue. Like it does look very much like Venom. But other than that, it's like whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we're gonna see the movie anyway. But I really, I I couldn't tell you I care to really see it. So. Whatever, man. Um, some other things in, going on in Marvel. So the the guy who played Mr. Fantastic in the original Fantastic Four movie has um, come out and said that he 
like to be a part of the MCU and possibly as a villain. He said he doesn't want to play a hero again. It's random. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you got, and I realize this too, Chris Evans, who played Johnny Storm, is now Captain America. Right. And then Michael B. Jordan, who also played Johnny Storm, was Killmonger. Right. And he, he was just like, they both did great. Chris is doing great. It's Captain America. Michael B. Jordan arguably stole the show as Killmonger. It's funny that both Johnny Storms are the ones that transitioned yeah. into other Marvel movies. So he was just like, yeah, if I was to do it again, I, I want to be a villain. Because you see him playing a villain? I don't know, man. Like, who would he be? I don't, maybe. Yeah, I. I feel like I would just see him as Mr. Fantastic. And True. Have yeah. a difficult time getting Is there a villain it. with stretchy powers in Marvel? I don't think there is. Yeah, not that I know of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's You're right, it is random, but he has come out and spoke. I mean, I'm sure they could probably find him. I, he probably couldn't play like a major villain, maybe like a more minor-ish villain, you know what I mean? But nothing nothing too crazy. Yeah. No. Uh the last the last bit of kind of news I guess we could talk about is so I don't know if you know this, but recently Steve Ditko died. Do you know who Steve Ditko is? No, remind me. It he was a a, yeah, he was a huge, huge Marvel, uh, like a head of Marvel. He helped. He actually helped create Spider Man. You know, I think I did see yeah, this. He's he's accredited with helping create Spider Man. Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Um, man, he he did so much, dude. Like. He helped with Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, like, I believe he was a, an artist as well. Um, but yes, arguably Spider-Man is his biggest one. And yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he was, he was one of the greats, you know, he was one of the, one of the originals, one of the OGs. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, you know, it sucks, right? It's like, dang. For a lot of people, they grew up reading his comic book. So to see him gone, it's, it's rough, man. It's like. Jeez, it's almost, and then I keep thinking about it, but it's like, these guys, they're old, man. Like, Stan Lee is 95. Yeah. Like, and he's starting to struggle. Like, he's already, you know, announced, not necessarily announced, but he's already mentioned in, like, an interview before that, like, he hates that, like, he can't really read comics anymore because the print is just too small he has a hard time reading it he can't really see it and stuff and you know it's just like i don't know how many more cameos he has left in him you know what i mean um so that's i almost thought that he wasn't going to show up in ant-man and the wasp i don't think he was i was a little nervous because we got quite we got pretty far through that movie before he popped up yeah and i was just like man is he is he not in this one like what's going on like you know, it was starting to scare me a little bit. Like, geez, is, is he not able to do this anymore? So that was a little scary. Well, you know, rest in peace, Steve Ditko. He was one of the greats, so. Give him a brief moment of silence. Yeah, right. So speaking of Ant-Man and the Wasp, not to make a joke out of that, but that's, uh, you ready to get to this review? Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp, it. the Waspy, Stingers, bzz, bzz, you know? <laughs> Um. All right. So I guess first off, so we both saw it. We saw it together, actually, which was cool. We don't usually see these movies together, so we watched it together. Um, w- coming off the back of Infinity War, right? Do you think that this was like kind of like a good cool down? You know what I mean? Like, because Infinity War, it was so heavy, right? It, there was a lot of weight to that movie. A lot of a lot of ex- high expectations um, in terms of like the quality of the movie and just like how it was going to play out. It was the culmination of 10 years of Marvel and it was arguably the most serious Marvel movie we've seen. This is not that. This is very right. much a comedy, right? <laughs> so do you think that it was a g- good kind of relief from that? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of going off what you were just saying. It's just... We were driving there, and I was saying that I don't like have crazy expectations from this movie just because we just came off Infinity War. Infinity War had so much going on; it was such an epic movie. And now 
we're here just with a standalone hero movie. Um, so I didn't have crazy expectations, but I mean, going into it, and like you said, it was a comedy. It made me laugh. Like I laughed a, a whole bunch of scenes in that movie, and it was just kind of like a, like a feel-good comedy. And they had moments of like there was really cute and sweet. Like his relationships, uh, Scott Ling's relationship with his daughter was like adorable, right? Yeah. Like they had their opening scene, and they're like pretending that they're in like a an ant hole or whatever you call those things, or hive whatever it is right and they're like robin they had to steal something steal something i mean that's a pretty irresponsible parent though (laughs) to be teaching his daughter how to steal (laughs) it's like showing her like how to go through lasers and stuff i'm like is that really do you really think that's the best the best kind of activity for you and your daughter to be doing together but at the same time i would do something like that with my kids (laughs) it looks so fun um but yeah so no, yeah, I agree, man. It was, it, it was definitely kind of a good, and you did kind of have to go into it with that mindset, right? If you went into it with the mindset of like, man, Infinity War was so amazing, this movie's got to be good, you'll be disappointed, right? You got to understand that it's nowhere near the scale of Infinity War. It's very, very much watered down. Do you think it was a good idea for them to release this after Infinity War? Or do you think they should it should have just came out before Infinity War? Because arguably, this is the weakest Marvel movie we have this year. Because we started with Black Panther. Then we had Infinity War. Now we got this. And I would definitely say that this was the weakest of the three. So do you think maybe they should have started with this? I don't know. I mean, because, I mean, eventually a one movie has to come after Infinity War. That's you know true. what I mean? Um, I don't know if they had switched the order right. Like, if they did Ant Man the Wasp and then they did Infinity War and then they did, like, Black Panther. I don't know if Black Panther will have done as good. Yeah, I'm not. You're right. Like, Black. I don't think Black Panther should have came after Infinity War, but maybe it could have, like, you could have just switched them, right? You could have played Black Panther at the release date of Infinity War moved Infinity War to the release date of Ant-Man and then put Ant-Man in the release date of Black Panther in February. Yeah. But then, like I said, I mean, something still needs to come out. Yeah. I mean, but hey, look, we're not Marvel CEOs, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Uh, So in this movie, we got to see the Wasp in action, right? Um, We got to see more Giant Man, which arguably is what I was probably most excited about. Like, I just wanted to see him just keep getting bigger. Like, that was one of the the coolest. I I wouldn't really call it a surprise because I knew it was coming in Civil War. But it was still one of the coolest moments to just see him go big and, like, you know, help fight and all that stuff. So I was really excited to be like, okay, he's big. He's getting big again. We saw the trailer. He was, like, stopping the truck and, like, riding on the back of it like a scooter. And then he was out of the water over the boat. And I'm like, oh, he's going to get real fucking huge in this movie. Like, that's <laughs> that's really exciting. I didn't expect him to have the issues with, like, the regulator, like, controlling his size. Yeah. But I, I was, you know, I was excited to see more Giant Man. What did you think about the Wasp? Did you did you like her as a character? Yeah, I liked her. I mean... This is my thing with with Ant-Man in general, right? Like, I feel like the only Ant-Man I, like, looked into growing up was the first Ant-Man, right? Right. So, Hank Pym. Pym. Um, And then, so, it's, I don't know what Janet's last name is. Van Dyme. Van Dyme. So, I think I saw more Janet Van Dyme Wasp than I did Hope Van Dyme or Hope Pym, whatever her name is. So... Seeing them in the the other versions of Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, I don't get any, like, nostalgia, like, going with it. It's just kind of like, all right, that's cool. She's she's fine doing the job. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah, and I, I remember when we were first talking about it, how I was telling you how, it, to me, it didn't make, like, I didn't understand why they were going with Scott Lang Ant-Man versus Hank Pym Ant-Man. Because uh, he's, you know, the lesser known one and Hank Pym's like the OG and all this stuff. And But now I, I see why they did it. I think Scott Lang Ant-Man fits better into, into the ensemble of characters that they already established versus Hank Pym. I don't know if a Hank Pym character would have fit as well within that ensemble like in Civil War as Scott Lang does. So if you're going to have Scott Lang, you, you can't have Janet Van Dyne be his wasp. Like right. it just wouldn't have worked. So at least they're kind of keeping it 
within the same because hope does eventually become like the wasp in the comic books too like that does happen so yeah you know it i I, i'm cool with it now at first i didn't like the idea but i'm i'm fine with it now so yeah see i don't know if i could like i couldn't see paul rudd being hank pym you know what i mean oh absolutely not like it would have to be a different character if they went that route and i also couldn't be what's his face michael douglas michael douglas yeah because he's too old um, but even if it was like a young Michael Douglas, like I couldn't see him nah. being Ant-Man. I still have a hard time seeing him as Hank Pym. Like, I guess when I envision Hank Pym, it's, it's not Michael Douglas, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, they made their choices. I mean, I, we got, instead of having an Ant-Man that's like a brilliant scientist, we got an Ant-Man that's just really funny. Yeah. Which works. Yeah. Again, it works within this universe. So a lot of things that people talk about about this Ant-Man movie is like the physics behind it. And I put this down as a point for us to talk about. But to be honest with you, I don't know if I have much to say. <laughs> it doesn't make sense because it's a comic book movie and comic books don't make sense. Like there's physics and comics don't make sense. That's all it is to it. Right. Because, you know, in the first movie, he really stresses. They, they stress like when you shrink, you still maintain the mass that you are when you're full size. So for you punching somebody with your full size weight behind it is like, you know, a bullet, right? So you gotta hold back. You can't punch people at full force because you could kill them or whatever, right? That's why he can flip a full size adult even though he's the size of an ant. So, right. but then if that logic holds true, then how are they able to shrink a building and then roll it like a suitcase? Because wouldn't it maintain its mass? Do all the ti- are there a bunch of tiny desks in there now? Does everything in the building shrink or just the building itself? Like to me, you can't think too much about that because <laughs> it doesn't work. It just doesn't. How are you carrying around a case full of cars if they all have their same mass to them? That means you like there's like eight cars in that thing. Some of them are cars. Some of them are vans. Dude, that's at minimum at minimum fifteen thousand pounds in that. Hot Wheels case, like, so that's a very good point. I didn't yeah, really think of none that. of that shit makes sense, but yet they still maintain the fact that like, when he shrinks, he still has the strength of his full size self. But and on the flip side, when he goes giant, that means he wouldn't have. He would still only have the strength of his normal self. Like he wouldn't be super strong. He shouldn't be able to lift cars or anything, right? Because he couldn't do it as a normal size, so why could he do it when he's giant? It's a damn good point. I don't have an answer for you. I don't have an answer either. I no, say, forget I just, this movie. I just, you know, <laughs> we're done with the review. It makes no sense. I just put it on here because I know people always bring it up. But the point I'm trying to make is don't think too much about it. It doesn't fucking make sense because it's not supposed to. It doesn't matter. It's comics or a comic book movie. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride. Get over <laughs> it. Whatever. Fight scenes in this movie, I thought were much, much better than in the first one. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed, number one, I really enjoyed watching Ant-Man and the Wasp fight together. I thought that was really cool. And then in terms of an adversary for them, I think the dynamic of fighting somebody who can phase through stuff and them her fighting like people who can shrink and enlarge themselves at will i thought that was a really good like you know dynamic that was a good adversary for them because their fighting styles like matched i guess not in the sense of like they fought the same but they matched in the sense of like when you think of like somebody who can shrink and grow instantly you you try to think like okay who could who could fight that person right you try to match them up with somebody who would create cool and dynamic fight scenes. And I think that Ghost and her phasing abilities was the perfect like yeah. villain for them to fight, at least. We're going to get more into Ghost as a villain. But in terms of like the fight scenes and stuff, I really thought that they, that was a good choice for that. Like Those powers really complemented each other in terms of fighting. So I really liked that. Did you like the fight scenes? I did like the fight scenes. I agree with you completely. Like to see Ant Man and the Wasp like fight together and work as a team, I thought was really cool. Um, I agree. A ghost was a good villain as terms of powers to see because I mean, 
You know, the last thing I would want is like to have another character that just goes small and big, just like them. Right. Just be like the exact same. That'd as be the a, first a, movie. a phase one Marvel. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. Where the villain is just a different version of the hero. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall fight scenes, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the car chasing scenes. I liked um, him chasing up the guy and going after him in the boat. Uh, Sonny and was running into the boat. That pointless um, ass character. Yeah. So pointless. But yeah, good, 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 good stuff. Did you? Did you? Um, no, you didn't pick up on it because I told you about it when we were in a the theater. Yeah. The Easter egg of Bill Foster, who is the original. They didn't ever call him Giant Man. He was Goliath in the comic books, but he was he had the Giant Man ability. Like he only went big. He never shrank. So I thought that was pretty cool to have, to introduce him into the movie, and then how they'd had the little back and forth of like how big have you gotten? Well, I've gotten this big. I've gotten this big. Like oh man, that's that's crazy. So I really like that Easter egg. He actually plays a pretty big role, Bill Foster's character. He's most known for his role in Civil War because he was murdered. By uh, the clone of the clone Thor. Thor. Yep, you got it. Yeah, the clone Thor killed him, and uh, that's what really drew the line for the two teams in that comic book story, where they were just like, okay, this this has been taken to a whole nother level now. Like this is definitely more serious than what it was before. It sucked too because after he killed him, he they couldn't shrink him back down, so they had to dig a giant grave for him. It's rough. Yeah, that's sad. Wow, that just got real grim real quick. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, Bill Foster, it was cool to see him in the movie. <laughs> I like the Easter egg. That was nice. That was fun. Good stuff. Um, so what, the reason why he was introduced in the movie is because he was helping Ghost, who was the villain, right? Uh, she. So the way they explained it is that she was exposed to the quantum realm at some point, right? think so she was exposed to something yeah and basically what it does is it her she breaks down on a molecular level so her molecules are ripped apart and then put back together instantly and that's why she can like phase through stuff that's the way they described her powers but it causes her incredible amounts of pain because again her molecules are being ripped apart and then put back together (laughs) what did you think of her as a villain I don't think she was a great villain, to be honest with you. She, um, there wasn't much to her. She didn't have, like, interesting motives. She was just in pain, and she wanted to be healed, and she was willing to do anything she could to make it happen. Right. Um, she wasn't trying to, like, destroy the world. She wasn't trying to hurt everybody. She was really trying to... She was looking out for herself. Looking out for herself. She was really going after one person that may have died. But it wasn't even like a for sure thing if by taking uh, Jane's or Janet's powers that she would have died. So like even overall what she was trying to do wasn't like this terrible, terrible things. Now, the, the ways of making it happen with Sarah Bum, I mean, she was more than willing to, you know, kidnap people. She was she talked about killing um, Ant-Man's son, Ant-Man's daughter at one point. Right. I mean, so she, she was willing to do anything. But I mean. She had, had a kind of a rough deal. Like she got, she, did. she got abilities she didn't want. They're horribly painful. She got enlisted into Shield, and she was used as an assassin, yeah, which was really probably a, a Hydra thing that was infiltrated. In True, you're right. Shield. They didn't really talk about that, but that's really what was going on there. Right. You know what? Actually, not to jump off topics, but what I was really hoping they would do is when they were having those scenes of like showing her as like you know, an agent or whatever you want to call her going on missions. The chef had her next to like winter soldier at one point. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. And missed out an opportunity right there. You know what too, to be honest with you, I was going to, we could just talk about that now. Uh, I was going to use that as one of our close calls, but so she is a person who, so she, she has the full skills of an assassin and she can literally vanish and reappear. Right. She can phase through stuff. Bullets can't touch her. People can't stab her. Why the fuck have they not used her before? Like, like, cool. Yeah, let's let's send the Winter Soldier out to take out Nick Fury. 
But you know who would have been a better assassin? <laughs> the fucking assassin that can't be touched. Like, yeah, I think that's a pretty big plot hole in that movie of like, yeah, it's cool that she has that background she was using as assassin. That's why she knows how to fight the way she knows how to fight and all that stuff. But it's like, how is it possible that we haven't seen her using any mission before this? I mean, I have to believe there is a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra things that they haven't shown behind the scenes. Um, I mean, you would think when, like, Hydra is, like, on the cusp of, like, really taking over that they might have had her come out in that point. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess also that's to that point, too, is they, I don't think they ever specified when she got free. You mean, like, of, of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Of S.H.I.E.L.D., Oh, like did they say it at any point? I don't, I don't think it's I don't when think Shield so. fell. They didn't say that. Uh, no, they didn't specifically say that. I guess we could just assume that. Yeah, but no, they didn't. They didn't specifically say it. But yeah, I, don't know. I, I guess I just think like they really wanted to kill somebody in one of these past movies. They definitely could have sent her out, or we could have at least got a glimpse of her. But you know, they probably came up with the idea of using the ghost as later on. It probably right. wasn't in works back when like civil or uh, the winter soldier came out. So I guess I can't fault him for that. Right. Do you think uh, Bill Foster is his name, right? Yep. Do you think he was a villain? Um, no, no, I, I thought it was a cool reference, but I really don't know what his role really was. <laughs> like he wanted to help her. And I guess he has some kind of vendetta against Hank Pym, but I don't know how that played into like the her. overall well, plot. Yeah, I guess he adopted her, right? Isn't that what happened? Like he had, he adopted her. He. It seemed like he was watching out for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing was, and I don't know, maybe you didn't notice this. When she spoke when she was a kid, she didn't sound British. I didn't catch that. She didn't. And I'm like, did you, did you develop the British accent as an adult? Because you would have been taken out of Britain. Why are you British? What's going on? Or an English? Or yeah, I don't know. That that's me. I was like, what? Okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> like I said, I thought that the fight scenes with her were 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 good. They were very dynamic. But that's that's about as as dynamic as it gets. I don't I don't think she was a very compelling villain. She was okay. I mean, like I said, I thought her powers were cool. But other than that, her motivations were were weak. I mean, she wasn't very standout. She was just, she was okay. I think it's interesting that they used a female instead of a male because traditionally in the comic books, Ghost is a male. Um, so they, they switched the genders, but that's not, that's not that big of a deal. Marvel does shit like yeah. that all the time. Like, it's, it's, it's nothing too, too crazy. I just thought, you know, okay, that's interesting. And the fact that everybody thought it was a, uh, a man at first, right, and they found out it was a woman, so... That was a little different, but other than that, it seemed like they were striving more for like female, uh, female power in this movie because you got the wasp kicking ass, and then you got kiss kicking ass. <laughs> I don't know how I mispronounced that, and you got Janet who later comes in and does some cool ass shit. Yeah, some or weird ass shit, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Actually, that that's that's the next point. So Janet comes out of the quantum realm. And then all of a sudden we see she has these weird whatever powers they are. She like healed Ghost just by touching her forehead, real E.T. style. And then all of a sudden Ghost was not in pain anymore. What? Yeah, you know what? If we're going to keep my uh, my stupid moments as a segment, that's one of them right there. Okay. Is it Fucking... is it time for that? Sean's stupid moments? Yeah, we can do it. I think it's going to kind of go into some of our close calls, though. All right. Well, we can hold off then. We can do it right before that then. Yeah. Okay. So, fine. Yeah. But it was weird. Uh, we'll just move on from that then. You are. Yeah. So, do you think this was better than the first one? I'm going to say they were very, very close. I'm going to go with yes. Just because, you know, and it's been a minute since I've watched the first one. Um. But I think I I laughed a lot. And the one thing I didn't like about the first one was the fact that it was just like an Ant-Man versus another Ant-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was cool to see them go against somebody with a different power set. Right. 
Um, and then again, like I said, I think I just, I laughed hysterically throughout this whole movie. And I remember the first one being funny, but I don't remember laughing as much. As much. I liked a lot of aspects of this movie better than the first one. So I like the fight scenes better. I like seeing more of Giant Man. This movie clearly had a much larger budget than the first one, right? The the giant, we saw more giant ants. We saw a giant ant playing the drums. We saw more giant man, you know, so... Clearly, the the scale of this one is a little bit bigger, but I don't know if I liked it more than the first one. There are a couple moments where it's like, okay, that's you're just rehashing that from the first one, and they didn't do it too much. Like Luis's like story backstorytelling, where you see his voice through other people's mouths, like it was still cool, still funny, but it was like, okay, we saw that before. Is it as funny as the first time? Yeah, like because for the most part, he was still the same character. Um, T.I. was still the same character. Y- you know, every, a lot of the people were pretty similar to what they were before. So it was kind of like, well, we just kind of seeing the same thing. It's another heist movie. They got to steal something, which I like and I don't like. I like because I like that they're giving some of these Marvel movies a theme. They're not just superhero movies, right? It's like, it's a heist movie with superheroes. That's cool. But... So I think I I still I think I like the first one better, but it's not that this one's that far off. Like I said, there's right. aspects of this one that I still like. Both of them still had a pretty shit villain. Neither villains were very compelling, but you know, again, stuff like you know the 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 bedroom fight scene in the first one where they're fighting on the the Thomas the Engine train yeah. and like stuff like that is like seeing that for the first time is still very cool in comparison to. Like this somewhere. It's like, okay, we've seen some of this stuff before. So, and like that is, it, it was funny for a little bit, the whole regulator, like being wacky and he getting stuck at certain sizes. But after a while, I'm just kind of like, all right, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's move on to the next thing. Like this is, it's, yeah, it's funny, but come on, man. Like, let's, let's do something. I want to see him kick more ass. Like, I don't want to just see him walking around as a half size, a grown man toddler. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Let's do something a little bit more. So, yeah, that's all it really was. All right, so probably the most important part of this movie (laughs) and what I'm sure everybody who went to go see it was waiting for is finding out what the fuck or where he was during Avengers 4. And we got the post-credits scene that answered that question for us. You want to go over that? Yeah. So, do you know what? We're going to call this a stupid moment, too, though. We're just going to do it. The stupid moments are going to be spread apart. So, this is my whole thing, right? Is Infinity War, right? Half the universe is going to fucking die. This is understood. Do you really care about being in house arrest if that's going on? No. (laughs) That is... (laughs) That is a pretty stupid moment. You're right. Like, you know what? The fact that Ant-Man and Hawkeye or people thought that they would care in those moments. You're like, you know what? Your loved ones are going to die. They could die but if you don't stop this guy. No, yeah. no. You stay on your house arrest. So that's one thing I didn't, I didn't like. I do like that because I was like you were saying. Like I was sitting there like waiting like, okay, when are people going to start turning to ashes? Like it has to happen. Right. If they don't do it, it's going to be Freaking stupid. Yeah, it would have arguably been a waste of time to watch that whole movie if we didn't see what, how it played into Avengers Infinity War. So, right. no, you're right. Um, what I don't like is the fact that it happened while he was in the quantum realm. Yeah, so you want to break down the scene? Yeah, so he's he's going into the quantum realm to get healing particles is that what they call them yeah so it, it, it's for ba- ghosts yeah, it's basically just absorbing energy from the quantum realm to keep I, I so i guess janet didn't fully heal ghost it was more of like a temporary f- fix so they keep needing to draw power from the quantum realm to like i don't know she needs doses of it i guess i guess they're prescribing yeah. it to her whatever it's her yeah. medicine i guess i don't know none of that makes sense but okay yeah. 
So he goes in, he first shrinks down and he goes into the quantum realm and then he does like a whole joke, like he doesn't answer and right away and everybody gets worried and he's all, oh, yeah, I'm here and he absorbs the particle or whatever you want to call it. And then he's like, all right, guys, send me back up. And then nobody's answering. And then it cuts to the screen. You just see ash falling. from. So pretty much everybody, um, meaning Hank Pym, meaning uh, Janet, and meaning Hope, all turned into ash. So now Ant-Man is stuck in the quantum realm. What I do not like about this is the fact that I feel like to get him out of the quantum realm, it can't be a simple thing, right? Because how do people know he's in the quantum realm and how are people going to know how to get him out of it? Right. And so to put him into the next Avengers movie, there has to be a significant amount of time just figuring that part out right and there's already so much that needs to happen as the next Avengers movie I mean all the heroes need to come together again they need to devise some type of plan to take out Thanos they need to find him they need to be introduced to Captain Marvel there's already so much right in that movie and on top of it they're gonna figure out how to get him out of the quantum realm it just so what role do you think Ant-Man's gonna play in the next Avengers I mean, I think it's just going to be joining the team to go fight Thanos. Okay. It's hard to know what role he's going to be doing because I don't know what they're going to do in this next movie. Yeah. So my thought behind it is I think I think there might be some kind of time travel involved, right? Because she she says to to Scott, Janet says to him before he like goes into the quantum realm, watch out for like the time warps or something like that like stay away from them they'll suck you in she says something along those lines i can't even remember exactly what it says but she says something about like time warps or portals or something like that so you know we know that the quantum realm doesn't obey the 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 law of like time and space like it's it's kind of separate right it's almost like a separate dimension i guess it technically is a separate dimension um so, I mean, they could pull Ant-Man out and he could be 20 years older, 20 years wiser. You know what I mean? Is, is he going to gain the same ability that, that Janet had? Like, is he going to have, like, more powers? Which, honestly, I would hate to see that. Like, I think right. that'd be real stupid. I would not like it at all. I just want to <laughs> see him be Ant-Man and Giant-Man. But you never know. Like, he could, he could do more time traveling. Like... So yeah, I don't know. We we've already we kind of known before that like the quantum realm and kind of like the realms that Doctor Strange goes through kind of overlap. Um, so I mean, there's there's a lot that's there, but it's just a matter of like what they're gonna do with it, right? So I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. I do think though that Ant Man might play a bigger role in it in the next one than we may think. Because, you know, Ant-Man, and he's done this before, and I think, you know, people really do, no pun intended, like, overlook Ant-Man, right? Because it's just, like, think about him in Civil War, right? We thought, like, oh, he he wants to go get Ant-Man. No big deal, right? Just the dude that gets small, whatever. But throughout that, that fight and that airport scene, like, he did a lot. Like, he arguably accomplished more than anybody else on Captain America's team throughout that fight. He got into Iron Man's suit. He shut down one of his repulsor rays. Like, he went giant. He was able to hold off half the team by himself. You know what I mean? Like, he he accomplished a lot. Yeah. So, he might, he was a secret weapon then, and he arguably might be a secret weapon in the next Avengers. So, we never know. But at least we, we know where he is now. He's floating around in the quantum realm somewhere. So. <laughs> I guess I guess we'll see how that goes. He's and he's gotten out by himself before. So we know he's a pretty, you know, he's a pretty clever dude. So he might he might figure out a way to get out again. He might get sucked into one of the little time portals and again it might jump him ten years into the future or whatever. Like we, we just don't know. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways they can go with it. Oh, definitely, definitely. So for for this movie, where would you put it in terms of like the other MCU movies, right? So would you, you got your top tier ones, your your Avengers 1, your Avengers Infinity War, your Civil War, your Winter Soldier. You got like your mid-tier ones, 
right? So like your your Iron Man twos, your your Doctor Stranges, your Ant Man ones, and then you got your 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 bottom tier, your Thor Thor the Dark World and and Guardians of the Galaxy two. I don't know if I'll throw that one down at the bottom Should. tier, but I will put Iron Man movie. three down there though. Um, I go middle tier. Middle, yeah, I I'd say that too. Yeah, I don't. Like I said I don't think it was better than the first one, but I don't necessarily think it was worse. It was it was kind of on par. Right? Yeah, it was cool. All right, cool. So you you ready to get into these close calls now? Let's do it. All right, close calls. So we're gonna kind of do what we did with uh, our Avengers Infinity War episode, where we just kind of go through some of the the biggest plot holes of the movie and just kind of try to argue for it or you know we might argue against it we might just agree with it and be like yeah (laughs) you're right that is real stupid um so yeah here we here we go uh we already talked about that one so one of the questions is how did janet survive 30 years in a quantum realm fuck if i know yeah because what from what we've seen there was no food, no water, nothing. And like, first of all, I didn't even think she'd be 30 years older. Because how many times did they say that the laws of time and space don't apply in the quantum realm once you get that small? So it's like, so so she does actually age, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Why? Why is she aging? I tell you, none of that makes sense. None of it. Literally, none of it makes sense. How'd she survive? Where'd she get her food? Where'd she get her clothes? Why does she have these special powers? None of it makes sense. Also, well, she's clearly wearing the same clothes as she wore before. She's that been does not there. look like the wasp suit. It's like torn down wasp suit. Nice. Like she still's got one of the wings on it and stuff. You didn't notice that? Not nah, in. It's notice like that. one of the broken wings are still on there. The other thing is, that is a skin-tight-ass suit. She would not smell good. <laughs> like, she would smell like shit. Because if there's no food and water, there's definitely not a, shelter, uh, a shower. All right, so let me try to argue why this may be. All right, I'm going to counter-argue. What right, you I would say, say <laughs> and I'm, I'm really stretching here, but I would say maybe the fact that she was so small, right, because when when we first talk about the quantum realm, the idea is that you shrink infinitely. You don't stop. You just keep getting smaller and smaller. But clearly there's a, a, a finite point where you do stop because she stops. She's not continuously shrinking. Like she's, she's a set size. Which is another plot hole. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I didn't even think about it until just now. <laughs> um, because that's what they said in the first one, right? You just continuously shrink. But we also saw in the first one that Scott stopped, stopped too. Like, he got to a point where he just stopped shrinking. He just was stopped, right? Yeah. Um, maybe at that size, her, she's so small that, like, her metabolism is slowed down so much that she doesn't necessarily require But then food. she still ages? Yeah, you're right. It would make sense, right? I'm telling you, it just doesn't make any sense. It's a huge <laughs> plot hole in this movie. Yeah, it's, no, it's real. That's honestly, like, when, the more you think about it, the more stupid you realize how this movie was. Just because of that one huge plot hole. Like, yeah. I actually said to myself in the beginning of the first movie that she has to be dead. There's no way that she's still alive because there's no resources for her down yeah. there. She was also just walking around. Yeah. She wasn't just floating. How did she stop losing her mind? Because apparently you go freaking bananas when you're down there, but what, that just stops at one point? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're anywhere for 30 years, you eventually learn to, like, deal with things, I right? disagree. I think you'd be even more insane. I don't know. I you know That's how you create a if joker. I, if that's I, one of the ways. If I played the same ringtone in your ear for 30 seconds, you'd probably get annoyed. But if I did it for 30 years, eventually you'd probably learn how to tune it out, and it wouldn't affect you anymore. That or you go bananas. Yeah, I mean, one of the two. I guess it depends on how strong your willpower is, I guess. Yeah, no, huge plot hole. So I'm going to give you that one because you're right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> like I said, I was stretching the beginning. I, I didn't know how to really say that. All right, next one. Um, how does Janet enter Scott's body? Like, Dude, that's, this goes right along with it. Why, how, what? Like. 
first of all, I wasn't a huge fan of that moment. I was like, oh, I mean, okay. And uh, Paul Rudd has talked about it in an interview. He said it was, it was definitely different for him. He's never had to really do anything like that. Like the idea was he had to channel like Janet in his body, right? And uh, he kind of talked about that, but it was impressive acting. It was, yeah. He did it was a good. very he good did a, job. He did a good job. Yeah, and he had to like, you know, gently caress Michael <laughs> Douglas's face and like tell him he loves him or call him pumpkin or some shit like that. Yeah. And I don't know how the fuck I'd do that to another man without like dying laughing. Like <laughs> if Paul Rudd caressed my face, I'd just be like, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could make it through that scene without just losing it. Um, but it, like... So the I guess they established some kind of connection. So I recently found this out and I didn't really I didn't notice it at first, but some like I've seen it all over the internet. When in the first one when you see Scott shrinking, there's a point where you actually see like a shadow of the wasp. Did you ever see that? I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, like I've no. seen people pause it on this moment and you see like the wasp outline. So maybe at some point she like touched him or something. And her newfound quantum realm abilities allowed her to like kind of implant a part of her consciousness in his mind. I, I guess I don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she said something along the lines like, "I left like a, a trace or something like when he was there last time." But like, why does she even have that ability to do that? Yeah. And then what? What about the the quantum realm thing opening it up allows her to like channel that trace and then straight up take over his body? Like it just it just doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, there's a lot of unexplained things about the quantum realm that are just like what? How? Why? It's like pretty much we can make any plot we want as soon as we yeah. enter it it's just like, blame it just on that we're just doing it we're just oh, yeah, yeah, you, know, you can you can mind control people you can channel your consciousness into somebody else's body for only a short period of time it, it only works once but you don't hey, need to eat yeah drink just water make it happen <laughs> <laughs> all right so we all wanted to know this this is why most people were waiting for ant-man and the wasp to come out they wanted to know where he was while all this shit was going down with Thanos. So we we found out that apparently he was just taking casual trips to the quantum realm to collect quantum juice or whatever. So why did he not help the Avengers when Thanos showed up? It's a stupid moment. I mean, I kind of said earlier, like, it doesn't make any damn sense for him not to. I mean, the the argument that they made in the movie is that he was in house arrest. If he breaks his house arrest, he can go to jail and he could, or he's always going to have to be on the run and he couldn't be with his daughter. But when it comes right down to it and half the universe is at stake, you're not going to worry about that. Yeah. So aren't they in, like, California? They're not in New York, right? I don't think they're in New York. I'm not sure what city they're in. Yeah, I think they're somewhere in California. So I, I guess I would say, so most of the shit went down in New York. New York and Wakanda, right? Right. So he's off house arrest. We, we know that he's off house arrest by the time this happens. Because when they fade away, he was in the quantum realm. His house arrest was over. Right. But I don't know how much time was in between him going to the quantum realm and his house arrest being over. Like, it could have been the next day. Yeah, that yeah, that's definitely true. So, I, I guess with him being on the other side of the country, like, literally, right, maybe he just didn't know what was going on. But why wouldn't they contact him? Uh, well, here... I'm trying to say, do, do they say that he's on house arrest in Avengers? They do. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, he's in house arrest in the beginning of it. Right. But not by the end. So maybe they just didn't think to like, they probably just didn't realize how big of a threat it was going to actually be. And maybe they just didn't think that they needed everybody, right? Not until the end. And by the end, they're, they're not thinking like, let's try to get that. Because we, we see the first scene in New York, right? And we see it's, it's Tony Stark and Doctor Strange, neither of which ever really like 
they're not cool with Ant-Man, right? Tony Stark doesn't give a shit about Hank or Scott Lang. And we know that him or Hank don't like the Starks, right? So it's not like Tony Stark would call them. Right. Not when they're in New York. Then we see the scene in, what is it, London, I think. Yeah. Where Captain America shows up to help Scarlet Witch and Vision. But again, I don't think they had realized how big that scale was. Not only that, but they came from where? I think Wakanda, right? To London. Were they? I don't think they were in Wakanda. I think they were hiding out in Wakanda. I think that's where they were. Even if they weren't, yeah. they're not coming from, they were. Yeah, they weren't yeah. coming from California. So maybe it was just like, well, we don't really have time to go get them, and they're in trouble right now, so we got to go, right? Then we go to space and Wakanda. So I, I, I guess it's just like, well, we're not going to – who's going to go to California and pick up Scott? Is he worth it? I don't know. I feel like he could have found his own way there. Oh, I'm sure they could have, but I, I guess this is just my argument for why he wasn't there. He didn't, maybe he just didn't know what was going I just, on. I just go back to like the point I was making in our Avengers episode that like, you know what, with this big of a threat, you should be getting everybody. You should I get agree. the whole world involved. And why again, the whole world, you should get any and every single hero you can. Yeah. Anybody with any kind of special abilities or powers definitely should have been involved, but maybe that's why they weren't, weren't wasn't right. Just cause, he was just too far away. They just they didn't have time to make it happen. They went from London to Wakanda. That's a long ass detour, I would imagine, to go to fucking all the way to Cali and then come back. So yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. So he just he's out of the way. We didn't we didn't <laughs> we didn't have time to pick him up. Um, <laughs> you brought this one up, so. Why doesn't Ant-Man have wings like the Wasp? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think you know, just, the point I think about, there's a lot of things that don't make sense yeah, in this movie. True. But that's something I've always thought, even in the comic books, and maybe they explained it at one point, but like, if you're going to make a power suit, wouldn't you want all the bells and whistles with it? Like, yeah, I get, but you could also say, why, do, why can't Janet talk to wasps? That's a fucking stupid thing. <laughs> what? Been attacked by wasps? Okay, yeah. I mean, do you know how many but people? She also, would she's also not talking to ants. She just needs that. Nobody's mess. allergic to ant bites. There's a lot of people who are allergic to wasp things that could die. No, aren't there like uh, fire ants or whatever they yeah, call? Yeah, but there? it doesn't. It's not a wasp thing. You ever been stung by a wasp? Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> and they fly. I mean, she doesn't need they to attack in swarms. She's got her own stingers. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah. Nah, I don't. I don't fuck it. I'm just. I'm just talking. You should have it too. Yeah. And all right, to your point, I guess there's some extra things that the wasp yeah, could I have. Mean, I, I guess the whole point is like he can he can talk and, to and control ants, and she can't. She just gets small. Yeah. So has little stingers. And the comic book, she can go big too. That's true, but she doesn't ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. She she doesn't like to go big. It's not her thing. She actually feels like that's what's driving Hank insane. Yeah. Yeah, so she doesn't like to go big. She she only goes small. Um, but he wants her to go big because he feels like it's a better ability than shrinking and it's safer and all that stuff. But she doesn't like going big. So, yeah, I, I guess they were just like, well, I'll talk to ants and uh, I'll give you wings. Since I can talk to ants, I can just fly on an ant. You can just have wings. And the other thing you know, that is, never backfires. Like, they, like in the movie where right. the ants are just getting killed. I was going to say, they murdered so many ants. It was very <laughs> sad. I was like, jeez. You just kept calling them seagull. <laughs> seagull. I'm like, dang, can we stop murdering ants, please? Like, we already lost Antony. Like, I don't want to lose another one. What was the one he named in this one? I can't remember. I, I can't remember either. It was something cool, though. I was like, jeez. And we lost that one too. He died. <laughs> Golly. You know, did you notice that they, I think they put a little tag at the end that says no ants were actually harmed during the I didn't notice. Movie. <laughs> I think they did that, if I'm not mistaken. That's hilarious, though. Um, all right, cool. So, last one is. <laughs> so, we know that Ant Man is on house arrest, right? When Hope comes to get him, he has like. 
two days left, two, three days left of house arrest. Why didn't they just wait before they kidnapped him? That's selfish. Yeah, that's very selfish. Because they, let's, let's be realistic here. Those three days would not have mattered. No. Not it, at it all. Wouldn't have, it wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever. You got to save Janet. Be like, oh, sorry. We made you wait an extra three days. Yeah, they like couldn't even. They, how many years you've been down here? They still hadn't even built the 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 thing yet. So it's like, yeah, if you'd have waited, by the time the three days was over, you'd have been complete with the thing, the the portal or whatever. Yeah. The quantum cannon, and uh, you'd have been good to go. Now that I'm thinking about it. Why did they take him? I don't even remember. They took him because they tried opening the portal, and at that exact moment, he had a dream about uh, Janet. And so they thought that they can use him to map the oh, exact right. location. And I'm like, wait, didn't he tell them that after he saw them? But no, he called Hank. Right. And he told him. But yeah, because he, he wasn't supposed to contact the. Yeah. Contact them. But he did it anyway. What? That's yeah, stupid. It, could have waited, waited three, three days. more days. Yeah, they could have been at. They could have waited, man. Whatever. I mean, when they took them, they didn't know Ghost was after them yet either. So they didn't even like have a big threat in the way. That's true. <laughs> so silly. But this whole and while movie we're at it, Sonny was a stupid character too. Yeah, real stupid. It was real dumb. It, it was fairly pointless to the plot in all reality. Like it could have. I feel like they just need more bad guys. Yeah, so they could almost thrill. went the same exact way if they just took him out. Yeah. Plus, I hated him. Stupid country accent. It was, <laughs> it's the worst. But yeah, man, that's it. That's all I. That's all I got. That's all the close, Time to close calls. Take off the cape, hanger, or take off the cowl. Cowl. Well, if you're gonna say this, <laughs> you're gonna have to get your shit together, right? Get it right. It's time to take off our cowl and hang up our cape. All right. That God was damn. rough. <laughs> we should edit that out. Nope. Keeping it in for the people, for the peeps. They need to know your <laughs> screw-ups. Maybe they'll make you become a better man. Anyway, Talking tell them where they can reach us. Right <laughs> where, can they, where, can they, where can they reach us, Sean? What they can they can do? They can reach us at Close Calls Pod, Close Calls either Pod. on Twitter, Twitter, on Facebook, and Facebook. on Gmail. Gmail. Email us. Tweet us. Facebook. Message, us. post us. Whatever. Nobody pokes anywhere. <laughs> Look, you and your, you and you, you millennials and your, in your book of faces and your <laughs> fluttery tweety birds. Whatever, man. I don't care. Anyway, yeah, contact us that way. Let us know what you thought about Ant Man and the Wasp. Let us know if you have any uh, any answers for our close calls for this episode, or just you know what you thought about the movie in general. So. But, yeah, that's all we got for the this episode. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.